What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. One of the things that we're really, really focused on is creating like instantly reservable truck parking throughout the US where our truckers have the ability to know that there's seven spaces available at this location and that if they wanna book seven or less spaces, they can get those right now. Like not in two hours. Like now. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, all right, hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back with another amazing episode. And today we're gonna talk about a very, very important topic. We're going to talk about truck parking. I am with my friend, Mr. Evan Shelley from Truck Parking Club or Truck Park Club. Which one is it? Truck Parking Club. Truck Parking Club. You guys are a web-based, app-based platform. Yes. So we're web-based, but we have an app dropping like any day. I wish it was done before this. But okay. Yeah, any but day. Coming soon. iOS, Android. So by the time that this is airing, more, more than likely you'll be Very able to likely. download the app. Yeah. All right, cool. And you guys are solving the problem of truck parking. Right, we're helping solve. The helping problem. solve. The problem. Yeah, okay, yeah, not yeah. not completely solving it, but <laughs> but helping. So, uh, I think we were talking before the show, and I was saying how I believe the ATA rated uh, truck parking as the number three or the number four biggest problem to uh, carriers. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I know it's it's typically top three or top four three or four for every association. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So not just ATA, every association. So yeah. and tr- truly important topic. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the business. We're going to talk about your origin story, how you got started in this business. And then most importantly, why? Like, wh- what, yeah. are you, what are you doing? How are you doing it? And so forth and how it yeah. could help the audience. Right. So first, let's kind of start with your story, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You seem like a pretty young guy, man. How, how did you get into this business? Yeah. Um, you know, I've always... I don't have the story of like, you know, I was always selling things when I was eight years old or anything You're like that. You're not one of those baseball card guys? No, I just never, okay. never was doing anything like that, but I, I did always want to make my own money. Um, I wasn't like hustling, selling things as much, but I was like mowing yards. I would do stuff like that. And also I golfed from a very young age until through college. And um, I would make some money that way too when I was young, just hustling around that way. But I was never like a salesman type, you know, flipping flipping uh baseball cards where, where are you from where are you born kentucky kentucky yeah okay. yeah i grew for up for those who don't know we're actually in kentucky yeah we right are yeah. what 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 part uh south central kentucky in a small town that is, no one's is, ever heard is of there anything yet. like south central la because that's all i'm familiar <laughs> <with>. <laughs> i'm not familiar with south central la <laughs> like you've heard of south central LA, i've right? heard of it yeah never but been i can't there. speak on it okay. like yeah i've never been yeah. so how many people are in south central kentucky what's uh, population the town's like three thousand people small place so yeah small small town it was a good place to grow up, but you know you can only go so far. The opportunities at some point, you know, uh, we're in you know, you know, Kentucky's not known for being one of the richest states, and then right. we're in one of the poor counties in in the state. So at some point, the opportunities, you know, if you really want to do something, 
big, it's hard to, to do it there. I mean, we have had people that have done really cool things from my town, but um, you know, it's it's tough. What, what kind of kid were you? Good good kid. Uh, bad bad. I I, I was I was a little. Uh, I would say I, you know when I was younger, like, you know, like elementary to middle school, very straight laced, very straight laced, reading Harry Potter books type thing. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I swear to God, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but then I got into high school, and I don't know. I guess it was just like puberty or something. Right, I, went, right. I went crazy. Right. Like, you started just, rebelling a little. Oh bit. yeah, just I wouldn't listen to anybody about anything. Maybe and, the girls, man. That's what yeah, you oh, is. It's the girls. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent of it was was the girls. Yeah. <laughs> the girls. They they're the motivated yeah. the motivating oh, factor yeah. for everything. And I knew everything. I was so smart then. For I sure. Was so smart. Yeah. I was, um, and I just made a lot of silly decisions, but yeah, just girls and. You know, just trying to be cool and drinking and, uh, but you know that I learned a lot of lessons early. Got it. Yeah. Did you go to college? I did. Um, I went in Lexington. Okay. I got actually recruited for golf. Um, one of the only schools that recruited me just randomly and, uh, got to go there and, and play golf at a school called Transylvania university. It's, it's a little private school. Um, would have would have never went to that school if I hadn't got recruited, but got recruited, got an academic scholarship, and then um, finished up an engineering degree at University of Kentucky. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. So you get your degree in engineering. What yeah. do you do after you leave college? <clears throat> so I had actually always been kind of buying real estate um, through, you know, obviously I didn't have a much money, but I always knew people that were doing deals. Okay. And so even through college, I found a, a house that I thought was a good deal. So I found a partner and then I bought a house with him and then we just kept buying more and more houses. So I'm, my point of this is I got out of college and I thought I was going to the corporate world and to I went an and worked. Engineer? Yeah, to work in construction, really, which um, is a lot of civil engineers end up going into construction and went work for a great company called Great Construction, great people, family company that grew up, you know, the family actually grew up in an area very close to mine. Great company. But then I, I just felt like something was missing. And then I went on to work for a couple other good companies in Florida, but I knew I was I was kind of miserable because I, I want to go out and make my own money again, you know? Right. Uh, so you I had that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. I just, I didn't know what it was <clears throat> at the time. And like I said, I was buying real estate and stuff, but I never thought of that as like entrepreneurial. I was just like, I think that's a good deal. So I want to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I never really used that word ever. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I knew something was missing when I kept working for good companies. But I was like, I was working around good people, but I was just miserable. I was like looking five, 10 years in my future. And I was like, you know, I'm, my growth, like I wasn't growing how I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, an organic thing where I was just like, I saved up some money. And I said, I, I was actually flipping houses on the side when I was working for these other companies and got a little bit of momentum, had some money saved and just said, I'm going for it. And I, I mean, I burnt, I burnt the bridges. Cause I, I like, I had a little bit of momentum, but I didn't have a ton and I had this money saved and every single month this money was being spent on my deals was being spent on just cost of living. Mm. So I saw this money like getting smaller and smaller. And, um, 
put a lot of pressure on me, but that pressure actually like, this is like 2018. Okay. That about a year out of college. And uh, that pressure kind of made me the person I am. Like, okay. and since then I've never taken a salary from it. <clears throat> Got it. All right. I love that. So you said you're going for it. Now, when you say it, were you talking about the real estate? Or you talking about a, another business venture? The real estate. Okay. Yeah. So I was flipping out. I mean, Got it. Flip, no, were you making yeah. good money? I mean, I would say you work. And that's a relative statement. Yeah. Right? Good, what's good money? You work so. extremely hard to make six figures. Okay. I mean, you work so hard. Like, I just remember like grinding and then you have, you know, maybe you have a deal where you're expecting to make 20K and it just falls through. And then you're just like, what the fuck? Where were you finding your houses? Like sheriff sales um, and foreclosures or what were you doing? I was doing a lot of like the, the, the marketing methods that I guess people are kind of still doing now is just like sending letters, like okay. cold calling. Um, text so you were wholesaling. Messages. I would do wholesale deals and I would flip houses. Okay. I would do a little bit of both. In the beginning, it was all wholesale. Got it. I got a little bit of money and then found the right partners and we started flipping a bunch of houses. Okay. Uh, like when COVID started, I was still flipping some houses. I had like five houses then. Okay. And then, um, yeah, that was kind of my thing that took me from like the corporate world into you know running your own business and really managing risk i would say which ended up being very lucrative which i'm very thankful for it was a it was a hot real estate market and we were able to get out of deals while it was still hot um and then yeah it just kind of rolls into what i'm doing now okay um talk talk to me about that transition how'd that happen um, truck parking club so i was doing a, a land deal in 2021 and it was uh, an industrial deal that I thought I could do apartments on. Okay. So it's like the same stuff, right? You take something that you think is worth less and, and with that zoning and I was going to rezone it. And um, I ended up thinking, which was not true at the time, but I ended up thinking that I couldn't do apartments, that I wasn't going to get it done. And I um, looked at it for truck parking. So you've got this 10 Why? acre property. Why did you think truck parking? The same thing I was doing in like that first deal I mentioned, I was just calling people because I was like kind of stuck and I had this deal under contract and I was like, man, if I can figure out, I'd like to like, this is a really cool area. I'd like to see if I could develop it myself. So I was like calling people like, you know, like as a, like as someone like that isn't depending on anyone else for salary and you're out here just like doing these large real estate deals, like you're not always right. And when you don't know the answer, you just start calling the smartest people you know mm -hmm. and you're just like hey i have this thing I, did, I what i thought i could do with it is it what i could do you know i got money involved here like you just you get really motivated when you've right. got 50 right. grand in between you and like so somebody somebody told you about the truck parking idea they said there's an yeah, opportunity I talked to somebody in truck parking yeah i talked to somebody okay and i uh, can't even remember and then i talked to another person they said the same thing it was like there's a lot of money in this stuff and there's like a huge need for this stuff so I called that municipality, I think it was like city of Orlando. And I was just like, Hey, I want to, I want to do truck parking here. So just start talking to the city staff. And they're like, yeah, it's zoned industrial, but we're not going to let you do truck parking. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean it's zoned industrial? And this is like a no brainer. Um, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like there's a, there's a shopping center down the street, like whatever, like you're, you're never going to get this through. And then that's when I was just like, something's weird here like why and then you start realizing like nobody wants truck parking mm. like 
For the most part. And this is important because I think a lot of people think that they could just buy land and ha have a truck parking space. Yeah. So this is an important conversation. Right? Yeah, I learned. Yeah, I learned that. All right. As well. So yeah. what did. Okay, we'll continue the story. Yeah. So like in that scenario, couldn't do truck parking there. And I was like, well, if it's so hard to build, like what's going on with the actual people renting this truck parking? Like if everyone's telling me they're like if you can find a property to do truck parking on, it's going to fill up. Like what's going on with the rest of like that niche. And that kind of got me looking like you got truckers saying they can't find parking. You have real estate people that own the truck parking saying it's a great business. And I'm like, well, I'm a real estate guy. Like I'm just going to go buy a bunch of truck parking. That's the obvious thing for me to do. Just real estate. And what I realized, I, w I went and raised some equity and um, that's actually how I, I got to know Keith. It's okay. like, I went and talked to him. Keith is off the camera right now, but yeah. he's somewhere yeah. Yeah. looking pretty over there yeah. in the corner. I went, I actually went to talk to him in like 2021. I was like, you know, we see what you're doing in truck parking and just got to know him and, you know, was so This is a guy who's already established in the yeah. business. Yeah, it's like kind of what I, I do with everything. I just get near people that know a lot more than me. Um, and explored the space, got to know Keith. He was telling me about what he was saying and it was kind of confirming everything that I was saying. And I was like, this is a, just a great industry to be in. And I looked at it as a real estate investment, but what I realized very quickly was in a very hot real estate market, it was incredibly difficult to find deals that made any sense, like that you could feel confident that you would get a good return with. So I ended up, I raised some equity and never did a deal. Uh, I saw some deals that were okay, but then- How'd you raise equity? Just through connections of doing my land deals. Okay. Yeah, I was so doing went back some, to your old I was, network. I was doing some deals with some guys, some land deals with some guys, and I sat down with one of the guys and I, I just said, I think this is a huge opportunity. And it, it, he was a guy at New York City and he's like, yeah, put me in. How much were you able to raise? It was 25. 25? Yeah. Okay. And, but you know, it's, it's cool if you can allocate it, but I, I genuinely looked at hundreds of deals and the ones that did pencil with a good return was like up against a residential like community where it's like a few complaints and they'll shut you down. Right. Um, so yeah, I never allocated that capital, but Still was going to like tons of networking events, uh, conferences, Freightwaves conferences, where I got to know like Craig Fuller, who became, you know, ended up becoming an advisor to me and the company. And um, shout just, out to Craig. He, he flies airplanes now. I don't even think he does trucking anymore. Man, he just, he just, <laughs> he's just doing all, he's all making all the right moves. Yeah, he's you know? doing some good things. Man, good things out there. Yeah, and the family. You know, they just did that. They just sold the US Express. That yep. was incredible. Yeah. Max, he's such a nice guy, so down to earth. Um, but yeah, just stayed in and around the space. Like I went to a conference like early 2022 and like honestly didn't even know, like have a direct reason to be there. Like, but I was like, there's so much opportunity like in truck parking and not only truck parking, logistics as a whole. I just want to be around these people mm. and like talk. And those, the relationships that came from those, like what may appear to be like aimless conferences, like were relationships that I still have today that mean everything to me. 
Extremely important to get in the room and get in the conferences. Yeah. Shameless plug. Make sure everybody's at Freight Fest in September. September 20th through October 1st. I know you'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Just had to put that out there. Yeah. Got to get in the room. Okay. No, yeah. I, I'm telling you, like, people underestimate what, like, networking really is. Networking has done everything for me. My relationships that I've gained through calling someone's cell phone that I just saw on CNBC, like, I'll just call you. I'll, <laughs> I'll see somebody on CNBC and call their cell phone. Yeah. And just leave them a like a very thoughtful voicemail about here's what I'm doing. I saw you on CNBC. I really like what you're saying. I think we could do something together. And you'd be, you'd be surprised how many people will call you back. You just don't care. No, I don't care. You, you, you gotta be a little bit crazy to do that. You know, uh, right? yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Everybody doesn't have that in them. Yeah. And it, but I, I would also say like, you got to think like 2018, I went out on my own with very little prospects and flipping houses. I had nothing to lean on. And how I got through those periods right. where I really didn't have like much money at all, like just getting by, like was just doing whatever it took. Right. Whatever. It doesn't, I mean, you work 48 hours straight, you don't go to sleep because you got to make rent. You got to pay your rent. Like there was points in times where I was like, there was a point in time in like 2018 where I, my car was probably worth three or $4,000. And I thought I was going to have to sell it to pay my rent and keep marketing for my real estate business. And you think, what? You even really have a business at that point? Right. But then the next week I made like 20 or not the next week, the next month, getting through that period of time, I made like 20 grand on a deal. And that kept me going. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like I saw where the trail of money ended. And the reason I made it to that next deal was, yeah, you, you, you just do whatever. And that's if you keep that mentality like calling someone you see on CNBC, it's the same mentality. Like do whatever it takes because you have a dream, like you have a desire to like do something great. You know? I love that. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Yeah. All right, cool. So you 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 get some capital, you raise some capital, but you still never buy a truck parking spot, right? No, never do anything with the capital. So but you, you still know, it's, know just... it's a big opportunity. So you start networking, you start going around to conferences because you're interested in this space. Yeah. What talk, talk to me? What happens? Yeah. So from there, uh, just keep talking to people. And then, you know, from the relationships I had made with truck parking and having people just genuinely reach out. Um, it's pretty interesting. I had a, uh, I had a kid with like a little, uh, car parking company, like reach out to me. Um, actually I'll back up on that just a little bit. I was talking to a friend of mine that uh, we got to know each other in like 2019 and we were both just like young entrepreneurs that didn't know what we were doing. And we would like see each other. I'm like, how much are you working? He's like all the time. I was like, many money yet? He's like, not really. <laughs> and like, I would have the same story for him, Right. but he was in tech and I, I went to tech events and I had no reason to be there either, but I got to know this guy and we we're still friends to this day. And, uh, he had just raised like 12 million for metaverse in 2021. And he's now building this really cool metaverse, which is amazing from where we were in 2019. But um, we were having, we were having like a lunch at like this Thai place and like celebrating his successes. And he was like, so what are you working on now? I was like, well, I'm in this truck parking thing. I think it's, I think there's a huge opportunity here. I'm trying to buy real estate. He's like, buy real estate. He's like, there's space right over there in this other parking lot. Why don't you just use technology and like monetize that? I'm like, nah, 
I swear to God, I swear to God, he said that at lunch, and I was like, nah. It's like, nah, I don't think I want to. I want to own the real estate because that was who I, you know, was. You come from that, I'm like real, yeah, you know, real, right, tangible. Yeah, I was never a tech person, and um, like whatever. And then a few months later, this guy hits me out of the blue with like this little uh, car parking company. He's like, yeah, I pretty much have some software for it. He's like, you want to park trucks using my software? I was like. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And I was still doing my real estate deals. And um, there was just like no execution on like both of our sides. And we were like trying to do these little deals and stuff. And just nothing happening for like months and months and months. And uh, he called me up one day. He's like, man, like I know we were like going to do this on our own. We're not really like getting anywhere. He's like, I'm going to just do it on my own. And uh, that was like back mid last year. And he like, I never talked to him again. Mm. And we were like working on this thing <laughs> together and we literally never talked again. It was right. bizarre. Okay. Um, I have no idea what that kid's doing now, but uh, I knew Keith and I was like, Hey, I was like working on this idea with this guy for a few months, but he like ditched me. And I was like, uh, what do you think about what I'm working on? And I knew there was companies out there that had kind of already done what we were doing, what we were wanting to do. And, uh, I told Keith, and he's like, yeah, I started that like three years ago. <laughs> he's like, he like, I've already been working on that. Um, but he was like, we just kind of- On the tech side as well. Yeah, with the, uh, essentially with um, creating, um, you know, the ability to like book parking spaces online with various different owners, essentially. Right. Um, which we then kind of turned into a, terming it a, you know, a two-sided marketplace, which is like an Airbnb of sorts. Um, but Keith is like, yeah, I pretty much had the same idea like three or four years ago. And there's this other person that's done it. And there's this other person that's done it. And I was like, oh yeah, gotcha. Uh, I was like, let's, why don't you let me pick that back up? Cause I was doing it with this other kid and he ditched me and I like, let me pick that back up. Cause I, you know, I want to, I want to give this thing a shot. I think there's something really here. I think there's something very special here. And, um, we made a deal, we made an agreement and you know, kind of the rest is history. Um, but that's that's kind of how the buildup. It was it was uh, just you know honestly it was just disappointment that the other guy ditched me. I mean, I, I mean that was a lot of it. He just like called me up out of the blue, <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean you don't want to work with me?" I was like, "You don't want to work with me?" <laughs> you know, yeah. like your like your confidence is like killed for sure. But it was that same feeling I think that got me to like call Keith up and be like, "Hey, I want to like." this thing seems interesting to me like i want to do this and um you know keith and i we had known at that point keith and i had known each other over a year i guess and um yeah we made an agreement and then put it so, together so so talk to me about actually building the product like so what went into that was it was there a a, a product already built like the de the development side of it like talk to me about that journey yeah so you know i've built enough businesses at this point that um, weren't really re leveraging technology, but I knew the basics of business and like how the difficulties of business as well. And just also seeing some of my tech friends like start businesses. I, I realized like, just get to market and figure out what the customer wants. Like put something out there that you think the customer wants and then let the customer tell you what they actually want. So in November of like last year, I uh, actually, I went through like this horrible breakup 
like I know this sounds crazy, but I think some people out there will relate to this. So I went to this like crazy breakup with this chick that I was so in love with, and uh, I I was I I was I was I was I was crazy about her, and and to a like to a fault, obviously, yeah, yeah. to a fault. It's all good, man. It happens uh, to all of us. Man. Yeah, but you know, and I never get that way. Like maybe one other, two other chicks, like in the entirety of uh, me dating people. And uh, I took all that like negative, you know, um, like emotions and just like put it into work. And like I built the first MVP for this company myself mm. with no tech background. I essentially figured out that you have these codeless platforms and with like very little coding, you can essentially like build whatever you want. Right. No code. The, yeah. The hard part is just like figuring out the systems. Like I just did it myself, like sitting in a fucking room just for days on end. That just, was a well-placed curse, by the way. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I did it. It worked. See? Yeah. You guys didn't even hear that. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just sat there and through that, like, you know, that, that pain that I was going through mentally and emotionally, like just put it into this. And it was just like weeks on end of just like me sitting behind a computer doing this thing. And like, I put it together relatively quickly, put it out to market, launched and almost immediately had these like an insane amount of response, mm -hmm. even with like this very simple platform that I created myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was at that point where we're like, okay, let's actually do this. How did you get that response? You put out, you build this no code platform. So yep. it's not extremely, you know, no, uh, sophisticated, not right? at all. simple. Not, yeah. Um, but you have a response. So where yeah. are you putting it out? Who's responding? What are they saying? What, what happens? Yeah. So, you know, I do, I leverage one of my very good connections, Craig Fuller with freight waves. And I say, we had been talking about this for, I guess, since November. I was like, Craig, I'm dead serious about this thing. Because Craig and I had been friends over a year at this point, And he just kept answering my calls. I don't know why. But he would just, like, saw how hungry I was to, like, do something. Got it. Um, in truck parking specifically. And uh, I was talking to him all through November. He's like, yeah, just get it out there, man. Just, like, create something. Get it out there. And then I, I got the MVP done in December. And I sent it to him. I was like, what do you think? He's like, I love it. It's perfect for an MVP. Just run it and so um we do like a little like launch article in um in freight waves got it and it was bizarre how much response we got from this one article where i was like i told keith i was like i think we got something here now let me ask you a question who who is responding to you because just me kind of understanding the landscape maybe a lot of small carriers are they reading these articles are the carriers responding to you or is it more so like large uh c-suite people responding saying hey we need truck parking for our a thousand trucks what you got yeah. going on who, yeah who, who who's reaching out yeah so in the beginning it was actually so we got the two-sided marketplace right so we had a bunch of property owners uploading properties almost immediately all across the u.s Okay. And I was like, holy shit. Like property is... owners with just space. Yeah. Okay. Like, like the like, land. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, people that actually had truck parking spaces, but maybe not truck parking operators. And I was like, wow, like I created this codeless platform 
like and they're not complicated. How are these people? Trucking companies. Okay, trucking companies with space. That had space. Got it. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I think our first one or two listings were trucking companies. Yeah, they were trucking companies that just had five Unutilized extra, space. Five, yeah, okay. underutilized space, five extra spaces. And they put it on the platform. I'm like, I'd never talk to these people. Like, I was used to a business where you had to talk to someone 10 times before they ever did any business with you. These people just came to my platform that I put together uploaded their property i'm like oh my god like i think we got a the first listing outside of uh keith's properties it's like keith we just got a property in chicago i was like that's crazy now they were able to actually go on the platform and list it themselves they do it themselves got that, it that's the that's the thing we do not like it's pretty frictionless like they come on the platform and create their listing now there's various ways that you verify. I was going to say, how do you vet people. the listing? Yeah. So there are, you know, payment processors verify their identity. And then internally you come in and then you have these processes that you look through. Like, is this person actually the property owner on record? Like, you know, there's, there's all these forms of vetting that you want to do. Right. Um, so it, they can't just like, it's not Craigslist where you just like press enter and it just like pops up. Right. Uh, we do, you know, identity verification and then also internal vetting. But um, yeah, these people trusted this new brand so kind of openly. And I was just like, we could scale this like really quickly. Um, and that was, you know, kind of the beginning of like, okay, like I'm all in, like where I'm, I'm just whatever it takes. Right. And then um, from there, your original question was like, is it larger carriers or just like owner operators? And, you know, our first bookings were just these owner operators that needed parking and just found us on Google because we weren't marketing. Like that first launch, we had no marketing going out because honestly, I was like not super, um, you know, confident in my codeless platform. <laughs> Right. I was just like, you wanted to break or something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 exactly. So I was like, let's just get, you know, a little bit of flow here and like see how it goes. And so I w we weren't marketing. We just did the one article, got some listings and then started getting bookings. I was like, what the heck is going on So it here? worked right away. It was, I over mean, over, over a course. a couple people just yeah, kind of. With no marketing. People, like, I think our first booking, like, found us on Google somehow. I'm got like. It. How are you booking? Like we're not doing any marketing except this one article, but they they found us. What challenges did you have in the in the beginning? I know it couldn't have been seamless. Yeah, oh, it's not it's not seamless at all. Like I think I just talk about the things that like the surprises, you know, like you don't really remember the fact that there was silence for weeks, you know. Um, but um, I think in the beginning, it's like rolling out a product that you know isn't from a technical standpoint isn't great like you just know like i just knew like the technical like from a technical side it was not good there were, it was buggy it was like had plenty of issues uh so that was it was just kind of like scary to even like roll it out um but then i realized like nobody cares like even the best websites on earth with hundreds thousands of developers like still have these little bugs and things that don't let the platform work perfectly. Um, so that was just, I guess, internal like beliefs, but. Um, from a user, from a user standpoint, that's yeah. more so what I'm talking about, right? Like 
obviously you'll get in your own head because you know yeah, it yeah. can be better. Yeah. But from a user standpoint, was, was there any friction or any issues yeah. that happened initially? Oh, oh there like one of our first bookings, uh, the person called us and was like, this looked a little sketchy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she's like, I went ahead and paid, but it, it looked a little sketchy. I was like, yeah, we're we're still a newer company. Right. Uh, but like, you're good to go. Like, yeah, you your space is booked. I promise. Right. Um, but it, it was just like no brand recognition, like no like like the website's like not perfect. Your branding isn't perfect. You don't really have any reviews. Like you don't have any like like people Google your company and like barely anything comes up. Right, right, right. You know, so it's like those like uh barriers to entry to like growing the company, just users trusting the platform. Got it. But also then some you know, those early adopter people that would just gave it a shot. And like, you're like, I think forever grateful for people like that, that just give something a shot uh, to get those initial customers and initial bookings. But yeah, I think just users being skeptical, like, and then just doing whatever it takes to deliver. Like when things don't go right, like we're super customer centric. Like I was gonna ask about that, about support. Insanely, like we'll do, whatever if, if if something doesn't go right like we are correcting the issue immediately like um because that's how i would want to be yeah dealt with like, for sure yeah talk about the uh the actual platform how, how does it work what's the user experience they go on there from both sides like yeah. just give us an idea how things work yeah so um from a listing standpoint which we call property members truck parking club property members um essentially it's as simple as going on and, and putting your um location a description of your property a little bit about yourself we're kind of creating a community if you go on truck parking club you'll see some of the property members will like give their own little bio like you know like trucking company owner or entrepreneur father you know, uh, trucking company owner, just like and put their photos like and all profile. kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which uh, we really wanted to encourage and we continue to encourage. Um, but they'll, you know, just all the basic things, put their location, description of their property. Uh, and then the biggest thing, which we like are adamant about is like just decent photos, you know, just like photo of the front of your property, business facing, like maybe, an, if, you know, an aerial or drone video. Stuff like that, just we really encourage that because you think like what Airbnbs sell best, like the ones with the best photos. Right. It's not the exact same concept, right? But it also like no one enjoys booking anything with no photos. For sure. You know, for so, sure. Um, but yeah, so for, for property members, you know, it's like a 10 minute process, just uploading that information and then getting verified over Stripe and then what, like at this point, we actually try to talk with every single person, every single property member before approving them and talking with them about what are their thoughts, you know, what, you know, are their concerns? Do we have concerns about their property? Are there things that, you know, because this is truck parking. This is not like walk in the park, right? Yeah. So there, there are very real things that you have to consider here. Like Keith and I were talking about it earlier, like looking at property is that if you got a one lane road in, and you think you're gonna put truck parking there, like we're gonna, like when we internally vet you, we're gonna have a very serious conversation about like, I don't know if this is actually gonna right, be a great gonna fit work. because 
you know, not only does it logistically not make sense, but also like you, like you're the property member and the property owner in itself, you're going to have a really big headache when you're get, you got trucks like colliding on the, on the, on the one lane road here. So, um, those types of things, um, just internally vetting them. But for the most part, it's a very simple process. Like I said, 10 minutes. Got it. Like that. And they, I'm sure they list like the availability of the spaces as well. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. anywhere from one space to, we have people that have 200 spaces on the platform and all of them are instantly reservable. Do they name their price or do you guys kind guide, do like some kind of guidance in that? Uh, so they create, they put whatever price they want to put and we make light suggestions and then capitalism in the area capitalism kind of takes over like what do you mean by that um if your price is too high no one books and as you lower your price i can guarantee you will get more bookings and what we see is like people will go way high on price and then when they don't get any bookings you just see the price start to trickle down and down and down because i don't don't know you know people just try to like you're, you're just trying to make the most for your property and I, I totally get it. And then you realize if you're not getting bookings, then maybe it's a price issue or maybe it's a location issue, but um, we just make suggestions on price. Like here's what we're kind of seeing in your area um, and you're way high or you're way low. Cause we see it low too. Yeah. We have people that are like going way low and I'm like, no, you could probably go up based on the price in the area. And then they're like, oh, I just want to fill it up. Just, so um we let so them. you guys have those conversations with them if you see something like that or is that uh, yeah okay absolutely yeah yeah what's the like median price like per space like that that you pretty much see out there 20 bucks 25 bucks it's just very industry standard okay um but we have people that are eight and ten okay a day um and then on a monthly basis we have people from 75 all the way up to i think 450 is the highest on our platform right now okay um and why, why would a price be 450 what what was special about that location chicago uh uh port of la um ontario which is just outside um these very i mean dense areas for trucking um you'll see i mean you'll see uh we're getting locations in port newark right now and it's bananas like i mean 700 a month, 800, 900, 1,000 a month. Um, but there's literally nowhere to park. Right. Um, but also, like, a lot of those places are, like, except for containers, which we're not really doing, but most of those are, like, one day in, one day out. Why aren't you doing so, containers? Uh, it's just not something we've ever really, like, looked Explored. at. Like, yeah, and, like, I really like staying very focused on truck parking. There's a huge market there. We, that's what we want to be known for. That's what we cater to. That's everything in our platform. That's what it really thinks about. Um, so that we, uh, we're just, uh, what I've learned from like other businesses is just hyper-focused. Just Got it. very focused, very clear about what we do. Not, you know, we're not going to go start like doing some little side thing. <laughs> like just not, I've done that with other businesses and, you know, I...
All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. On this one. We have a very clear goal and like understood yeah we'll see uh the the carrier experience like what what do they how, how do they navigate the uh the app um you're in, by carrier you're just saying like someone like a, a owner size. operator or whatever like if it's an individual driver looking oh, for gotcha, gotcha, or gotcha. a company looking for driving <laughs> yeah for for parking rather how do they navigate yeah just the any user on the trucker yeah. side um yeah i mean to be honest it's been it's been very interesting because I think what we're seeing is we, we like almost every customer we're like pinging them for feedback. Like, Hey, what did you think about the checkout process for our new customers? And some of them answer, some of them don't. Uh, I get it. I don't like really giving reviews or feedback either, but for the people that do, it's like really great. And for the most part, people are like, it was simple. It was easy. Like, uh, like, and we time people on how long it takes them to check out from the time they create an account. Yeah. It's like two to three minutes on average. Got it. So it's like people are getting through it with really no problems. And we just try to make it as simple as possible. Like we don't want any friction in that process. And so when people make suggestions, we'll, we'll implement those changes immediately. If they, obviously if they make sense, Yeah. like, Hey, I didn't like this, this thing, I had to click three times on this thing. Or like, why are you asking me this question? And then, you know, we huddle up and like, talk about it. I talk to people at Keith and customer service and it's like, why didn't they like that? And then like, well, they didn't like it because of this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. We should change it. Okay. Let's change it. That's Got the cool it. thing about being. Can new, you give an example of something like that? Um, that's a good question. Try to think. Um, I guess I would just say like, if you take the time to think about it, like, you can limit the number of things that you actually need to ask a customer and get all the information you need, and if you create it where it's needlessly complicated you start losing people and they'll just leave especially for a newer company they're just like <laughs> screw this i'm out like yeah. i'm gonna go somewhere else right um but as far as like one in particular thing i don't i don't know if i have anything good for you uh at the at the moment it's just just general feedback about like that was you know that was annoying like i didn't like the way that that was functioning and then we'll like go in and and make you know Streamlining the process, making yeah. it simple. Just like we want, you know, like Amazon's always worked toward like that one click booking yeah. type model. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing everything we can to not or to get to like as few steps as possible and as simple as possible for the customer. Because w at the end of the day, we're a tech company. And if we don't have the best tech, what are we doing? Right. Like if we're not having the best experience possible, then why are we even here? Like we're not providing like real value to the trucker to where they're using our platform because they can get to our site easily, whether it's on truckparkingclub.com or on our apps that are rolling out. Like 
how quickly can they get to the site and find the location they need and book? Like, that's all they care about. Like our site, you look at our site now and I know people watching this that don't know about us or look at our site and be like, what? It's like very simple. And it's like, that's by design. I, I can promise you we will never have like a very complicated, it, I mean, or even like flashy. It will just be as simple as possible. Cause at the end of the day, just from feedback from truckers, like how quickly can I find the location I need and book? Right. That's, that's it. At the end of the day, that's all we're doing. And how do you distill that to as simple as possible? So that's, that's the focus. Like just, I mean, hyper, hyper focus on getting the trucker to what they need as quickly as possible. Because if we're doing that well, we're providing real value to the trucker and, and we're making our, you know, our platform just, a um, an added value to, you know, property members and, and, and truckers that are using the platform. Got it. So simplicity may be one of your differentiators. What's another one? What yeah. makes you different than your other, because there are, there are other people in this space. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I think I pretty much know most of the guys, um, and they're all really good people. I knew some of them before I even started this company and just great guys. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we're really, really focused on is creating like instantly reservable truck parking throughout the U S where our truckers have the ability to know that there's seven spaces available at this location and that if they want to book seven or less spaces, they can get those right now. Like not in two hours, like mm. now. Um, that's where typically, typically there's a little bit of a delay time. Um, what, from what I've seen from, from, from some platforms, like gotcha. they're, um, what's the delay about what are they waiting for? Confirmation or something? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've never worked in any of these other companies, so I don't know. I, I just, so I just, but that's like, a pain point you've heard of just the, the lag in time. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just like, how quickly can you get this? So, you know, like you said, finding truck parking should not even really be part of like one of the reasons why you, you don't want to do this job, but it actually ends up being one of the biggest reasons you don't do this job. For sure. So why wouldn't you like working from that backwards? Why wouldn't you want to know if there's zero spaces available or a hundred spaces available at this location and know that if you book a space and it says that there's a hundred spaces available, you got a space, right? rather than looking at something and it's saying, we think there's parking available here. Right. It's like, okay, now the trucker's still in anxiety. Like, I mean, the trucker may not describe it as that, but they're still have this anxiety like, shit, I'm 30 minutes out. This says there might be truck parking there. I'm gonna get there and see if there's truck parking. They don't have a phone number. Yeah. Or like they're not answering or, um, you know, I reserved a spot, but like, they're like, they're going to let me know like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, yeah, so, that... so what's missing from that model that makes it happen? What are, what are they not doing that you guys are doing? Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. And, if, and like, you're not speaking on anybody in particular. Yeah, I don't know what they're not doing. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying like, why would that even be the case? Honestly, I have no idea. I, I just, and why I, is it not the case with you guys? What are you yeah. guys doing better? That's what I'm trying to get to. I don't even know if it's doing anything necessarily like uh, earth shattering. It's just like looking at the situation and saying, 
truckers want relief to know that they have truck parking as quickly as possible. Right. So if you work from that backwards, like first principles, you're essentially like, okay, what's the fastest way that we can get that, solve that pain point? And it, and it has nothing to do with the delay. Got it. Like it's always like, how quickly can you get your customer to truckparkingclub.com? And then once they get to truckparkingclub.com, actually be able to find like the location. Like if they're having trouble finding location, then you've lost again. But if they can quickly get to like a map and get to their location and see and click the spot and within two minutes be booked, like mission accomplished and know they have a space. Right. Like not book a space and then, you know, they're 10 minutes out, but they may have to wait two hours to know that they have a space or whatever the case may be. It's just like, like you book, you get it. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think the model would like, no, you. I think with like Airbnb, there is a delay, right? Like you book an Airbnb and like you have to wait for bit. them to reply. Yeah, like no, you did, no, no. <laughs> like it's a different concept, though, right? Yeah. Like Airbnb, like people book in advance. Like right. this is like people are like ten minutes away. Right. Like true. Yeah. I mean, well, with Airbnb, sometimes it's automated, like right away, and then sometimes you have to wait like an yeah. hour for them to respond. Or yeah, it's it's different, uh, uh, different kind of a different business, right? Yeah, but yeah, like it is. my point, just being like with with trucking, like. They're so, 10 minutes out. So you're saying on your side that the space, you, you on your side, you know that this space is 100% available. And if it's not 100% available, it shouldn't, it shouldn't even be an option. It should say zero spaces. It though. should say zero spaces. That yeah. would be the difference, right? Like it's yeah. not like a maybe, perhaps, we'll see. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if, it, if it's not available for sure, it's not even there. Yeah. So what that, you see. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. What you that, see is what you get. Like, it yeah. should. I, I would say so, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like rocket science. Right? No, it's not at like, all. like, think about what the, like, the trucker wants. They want to know there's parking. Yeah. Like, and if there's not parking, they want to know there's not parking. Right. Like, outside of that, it's, it's not much more complicated than that. And then, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to make these things, like. I think if you truly are customer centric, like that's, that's just an obvious thing to do. Like, I think maybe part of it is like, it's security for you because then you can have more locations because you can just say like, that they're like, we have- You make the platform look bigger than it is. You get it, yeah. So that you say like, oh, we have a thousand locations, but then when you actually start looking at it, like. 20 of them are instantly reservable. So the, those 20 people are actually sold on your product. The other people want you to like connect with them and say, hey, do you actually have space available right now? Well, no, we don't. Yeah. Okay, I'll let them know. Got you know it. what I mean? So like the people that actually are sold on you and your product, like will make the the location instantly reservable. And and we will literally not put locations on our platform if they're not. If they, if they don't want to do that, we just say, well, you're going to have a lot of problems because we have truckers book five minutes before they show up. So we're, we think either you can come a little our way or um, we're, you know, you're just not a good fit for our platform, which sucks. Like we don't want that obviously, but if you, if you can't, you know, if a property member can't make their location instantly reservable, like. Are your property members able to put uh, their spots on other platforms? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, I think in the beginning, I was just like, no, we want to keep it like, no, whatever. Fine. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about it. Let's just, let's just like, at the end of the day, like provide as much value as possible to the trucker. And to do that, like you think about like, why does Priceline and Expedia and 
you know, the other 10. Orbits. Like, yeah, know. like they're all providing value to the customer. Like, and at the end of the day, who wins? Customer. Customer. Right. So I, I think about it the same way. And then For like, sure. I know you believe in this. Like, it's a big world, right? You know, the U.S. is a great market for anything logistics. You just got to go out and get it. And that's the same. Like, that's exactly how I think about it. Like, you know, it's a free market. Let's just let it be free. And like, we're not going to stifle people from like other people doing business. Like, you know, just let's see who can provide the most value. And in a free market and capitalism, like those companies win the ones yeah. that provide the most value. And then it's like the trucker wins. So it's all yeah. Good. What's your strongest market? What area? Uh, probably the Southeast because of, because of Keith, um, just inherently like organically, it just, it became that way. But I would say outside of that, um, we're like out West, like we're getting an, like an odd amount of, um, people like, especially like that Ontario area. Mm -hmm. Uh, we initially had one customer, but now we're like, we just had like, um, I can't, I, I can't, I can't actually go to any details, but like we've had multiple people in that area now reach out. Um, so West coast, which is kind of crazy to think about. I did. I never thought of that would be the case. Um, but Southeast is like, people are adopting it like crazy quickly. Got it. Like people just create a location on their platform. I've never heard of them. I know nothing about them. And, but then you go in and vet them and, and their trucking company that's got some extra space and you're like, awesome. Like, Glad to have you on the platform. Um, so Southeast, but you know, we had a, a bit of, of a, uh, a great, you know, head start in the beginning and that's just like grown, grown on, on top of itself. And seems like we're like just going up the East coast. Uh, we were talking to some people in New Jersey right now, and that's another great market obviously for it that needs it like, a um, so yeah, up the East coast has been good. Um, but man, we have a lot of work to do. Like, so sure. I, I wouldn't even, it like, keeps on evolving. Are you able yeah. to share how many property members you guys have now on the platform? Yeah, it's, it's all public on, uh, like we don't work. Like, here's another thing. Like I hate, it's like these like paywalls and like sign in walls where you're like, you can't see our platform until you like come and like create an account. And that's just another way to like boost user numbers. It's like all kind of, you know, fake, but, um, you can go right on our platform. Like when you're watching this and count how many there are, hopefully there's more than there are once this drops, but, uh, I think we're at 50 something, 52, okay. 50 something. Uh, we get new locations. It seems like we're tacking right now at about every, every second day we're adding a new location. So some days we may get two and then we'll go a day and then get two more or whatever. Um, but it, it's, it's just kind of like, Going it's like growing. that. Yeah. It. It's all organic. We're not like people ask a lot, like, are you marketing to Chicago? No, like <laughs> we just like get the word out there. Yeah. Like we come talk to cool people like you and yes, we get on, um, you know, you know, getting articles or we go talk to people and the word gets out. And like, we want people on the platform that genuinely think we're providing them value. For sure. And how do you guys make money? So we're a revenue share model. Okay. So uh, what we term it is a performance-based model where if we don't make the property member money, then we don't make money. So we're not charging them money to be on the platform. Um, we're not, there's not any fees associated like application fees or anything like that. It's just like, we'd love to have you on the platform. Um, 
And if we make you money, we'd like to get a cut of it. And, you know, our payment processor just divides everything out on a agreed upon fee. And, you know, is we it have different for every property member? Or is it just like a, a straight fee across the board? Yeah. So I would say just like we have like a generic starting fee that the majority of our customers have because they have five spaces in their trucking company. So they're not in the truck parking business and we essentially handle their whole back end. Right. For like customer service, pre-booking, marketing for their property, reservation, reservation management, all the tech that goes into it. And we kind of have all that, that covered. Um, and you know, a trucking company that's not in truck parking that actually wants to monetize their space. That's another employee to like handle that. Got it. Um, it's a, it's actually, you know, it's essentially a new business if they, if they want to do it well. So for them, you know, we have a, a generic, uh, not generic, but just like a standard, a standard rate. Um, and then, then we have people that put hundreds and hundreds of spaces in great locations all throughout the U S and for them, they're like giving us such a big opportunity that we, we obviously give them a better rate. I mean, I would be crazy to not, you Got know. It you know, want that. Business. So it's negotiable. Yeah. Based on your size, where your business is yeah. at and what you kind of, what value you bring to the platform. Yeah. And yeah. And also I would say what the property members doing, like, is it just like a, like a dirt lot that like, I don't know if we even have any dirt lots, but like, it's like a, a lot that's just like a lot and like, right. you're not doing anything as a property member and it's right. just like there, it's like no amenities, like not the best place to park. Like, you know, we, we talk, we like talk with the property member about that. And we're like, Hey man, like don't have a, like a lot for the trucker here. So, you know, we don't, you know, it's kind of is what it is. Yeah. So, um, we consider that too. Uh, it's, so like, just still like trying to stay like customer centric about like, what's the actual experience that the trucker's going to have when they get there. Um, so yeah, yeah, like you said, it's, it's negotiable. Um, we just, we just talk through it and we talk very openly. Like it's not like, I don't want, I, the last thing I want is like hard negotiations on this. <laughs> no, I got like, you. Yeah. I got you. Talk to me about your, your goals and revenue projections for the upcoming year. Gotcha. Yeah. Like we're not giving out like, um, numbers of users or anything like that. It's just like, I mean, I'll just shoot you straight. It's not like anything impressive at this point. Talk to me in 12 months and I yeah. think, I think it will be impressive, but at this point it's like, man, but I, I would say like, you guys are a startup. Yeah, I mean, we technically incorporated in November of last year, and we're a six-figure company now. Like, then, I don't know, like, we got our first booking in January of this year. Okay. And we're, like, our six-figure revenue company now, and our growth rate is, like, you know, we'll say triple-digit percent month over month over month. Got it. So, in growth. Trend in the right way. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we we have so much work to do. Like, this is just the very beginning. Like, yeah. it's you know, we're and we're continuing to learn uh, about the business. Like, there's things that we do in the business now that I never would have predicted. Like, that you're just like, wow, that's that's interesting. I didn't even know that the customer would want that or like think about that or like we're dropping the ball over here. We need to we like we need to improve this part of the experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. What's your what's your day to day look like as CEO, uh, co founder? Um, so yeah, just you know, run the ship. Um, but day to day, like, um, you know, it's 
be honest, it's like 15 hour days, seven days a week, like whatever it takes. Like, this is all I think about. Um, but I've done enough of starting companies that I know that's what's required. Like, there's no other way to do it. I mean, I guess there is like, you could go on the 10 year path and like <laughs> hang out and like, you know, make a lifestyle business. But we, you know, we have very big goals. Um, and you know, my co-founder and I like have already been successful in our, our respective businesses. So we're not in this for like the, you know, like bump up a company and make, you know, some seven figure exit, like no interest, no interest in that at all. Like no interest in an exit at any point. No, like a, like I, I would, I guess I'm trying to say like, you know, we were just in like a super hot market for tech and, and things. And like, there was like offers going out, like for these like relatively new companies. And I'm just, my point is like, I don't, I don't want to like build this company up. And, I don't want to build this company up and then get like, you know, some, seven figure offer and then just like unload it and like go on. Got it. I, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't very clear about that, but our goals are to create a great company that achieves, you know, having a network of truck parking locations all across the U S um, and the, like looking for like this exit or like building up a company to like make a quick buck, like, no interest at all like i want to create something great like genuinely that is built right and provides real value um and you know whatever that is that is um we we really want to accomplish the goal of creating like i said a network across the us of instantly available daily and monthly truck parking that you can have on one platform being truckparkingclub.com like that is the ultimate goal. And like, you know, my overarching point here is like, it's not about the money. Yeah. Like I know everyone says that it's cliche, but like I've already made, I've made some dollars doing other stuff. Like this is a really cool business and I love it. And it's my baby. And we're going to, we're going to grow this thing. And you know, let's talk in three years and let's see where we're at. I think we can accomplish that goal. Um, because like at the end of the day, like if you made a little money, like doing these other things, you realize it's just the, like, it's cliche again, but it's just like the growth. Like yeah. that's, that's the, the stuff that gets you up. Like working the 15 hour days, a hundred hour weeks, like the growth is intoxicating. Like it's a drug, um, to like, just like make a quick buck on a sale 12 months down the road. Not, not interested at all. Got it. Free to all drivers, right? Um, they could join the platform for free. What is it? The drivers, carriers, yeah. they could join the platform for free and free to be a uh, property member as well, right? Yeah, that's all. Just, just cost you your email. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Essentially, you sign up um, and you, you have to sign up to create a listing and you have to sign up to create a booking. Yep. We actually was thinking about like, you know, making it as frictionless as possible. You know how like these um, like paid mobile, uh, paid pay by phone, like mobile car parking, yeah. like payments where you don't like sign in or anything. You just yeah, like scan yeah. a QR and you're like pay. The less signing in you gotta do, the better, man. <laughs> I know, that's, I know. And, and I, I was like getting crazy about it. I was like, how could we just like scan your face and like pay for this thing? <laughs> Which, you know, like, uh, but then we started to realize like, 
you you do have to like ask for some information. I mean, you have to be able to communicate with your users some some way. Some yeah, way. And, and and trucking is a little bit different than like parking your car for two hours. Right. Um. Right. So we we realized like maybe you can't get it that simple, but you can get it pretty simple. Yeah, maybe you can get close to it. Well, for for people that create an account and have booked before, we will do that. Okay. But for like brand new people, right. like you, you, there is a certain like amount of information right. that we do. And, and you have people who are on people's property and so forth and so on. So yeah. there has yeah. to be some sort of. Yeah, it's like booking Airbnb for the first time with another. Yeah. Like it gets a little you weird. You have no idea who's there. <laughs> it gets it, a little it, weird. It gets yeah. a little bit weird for sure. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Um, Did we miss anything? I, f- I feel like I we, we talked about the business pretty um thoroughly. Yeah. Um, Understand who you are as an entrepreneur. Is there anything else that you want to put out about about Truck Parking Club that I didn't have an opportunity to ask? No. Any features, anything like that that's important, maybe relevant to the community? No, I would just say, like, for people out there that are interested, go to truckparkingclub.com or you can just call. I mean, we have a direct number. I guess that's another thing I didn't mention was we're, like, I would say we're slowly. Okay, we're adopting booking over the phone as well okay because what we started realizing was we have these truckers call all the time like i'm driving and then actually uh the lady that's running our customer service is a former trucker Mm. and she also uh actually booked on our on on truckparkingclub.com one of our first customers to book which is insane and she actually because of everything going on in the trucking business she got out of the business her and her husband Mm. And she was looking for a job and like we were still talking because I called her like talk about the site because at this point I was like talking to customers like more than once about she's like, yeah, I'm looking for a job. I went down to CDL school. I was like, you're really good over the phone. Like you should join like you should come on as customer service. And yeah. then, like a few weeks later. That's cool. Yeah. And so she convinced me. She's like, Evan, you're losing a lot of business by not taking bookings over the phone. I think that's a great idea. And then now um we get a lot of bookings over the phone yeah and like idea. so these days you can't get anybody on the phone it's, it's yeah, terrible yeah yeah and and you know i understand why that's the case because it's like the argument is like well it's not scalable go to the website and book and that's how i was in the beginning i'm like go like just go to the website and book i know it works but then some people are like i'm dry i'm driving like i'm gonna have to pull over or i'm gonna have to wait to get there i'm like um the new alternative was like, let's just book you over the phone. There's four fit. There's, I can tell you right now, there's four spaces available at this location on your route that you want to in the area that you want to stop at. They're like, okay, sounds good. And like, they've already found us somewhere. Um, and we'll, we'll take the booking over the phone, yeah. which is something we didn't get to talk about, but yeah, the like 888-899 park, which is 7275. Okay. You can call right there, like call right now. Anytime. Yeah, you could call and book over the phone right now, which in the beginning I was super skeptical. I was like I was like, Tracy, are you sure? Are you sure we should be doing this? Um, but a lot of users a lot of truckers really appreciate it. Um and like if we're if our goal is to really provide value to the trucker, yeah, even though maybe it doesn't make like scalable sense necessarily. But if it's what is required to provide the most value, then it just kind of is what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm with it. I like yeah. it. I like it. Final thought, man. We just now let everybody know where to connect with you in this uh, show. It's tradition that we also always have a final thought. It could be entrepreneurial or entre- 
entrepreneurial, spiritual, you know, just a little gem you want to leave the audience with, and then we'll wrap up and get out of here. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm going to say, I literally didn't even think about this before we got here. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny. Like, I was like, I was watching one of your podcasts the other day. I was like, I need to think of what I'm going to say. <laughs> and then, um, but I got, I got one for you because we kind of talked about it. Um, you know, where I mentioned about like calling someone on that you just saw on CNBC, like mm -hmm. I've talked to so many people, especially like new entrepreneurs that they're like, no, you can't just like call somebody that you see on the TV. And I'm like, like, all I would say is like, yeah, you can like you, you 100% can like, you can reach out to those people that you think are like above you at this point in your life. But like, I'm telling you if you provide a little bit of value to them and show that you're thoughtful and diligent in like the conversation that you're wanting to have with them, like those types of things that I've done that some people, you know, would consider very crazy, like is the reason that, you know, I've had some of the successes I've had up to this point. It's just making the call, you know, make the call, make the email, you know, and those types of relationships, if you're truly reaching out to these people for the right reasons, like you'd be very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a jewel. All right. Hustle fam. If you don't respect that, your whole perspective is whack, man. Uh, this has been a dope conversation, man. I'm, I enjoy learning about the business. I'm looking forward to seeing the growth over the next couple months to next couple years. Definitely got to circle back and see where you guys are yeah. at. Um, you know, I love the story, man. I love the entrepreneurial spirit, the hustle, all that good stuff. And I wish you tons of luck. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank For you. sure. So if you, what's our saying now? Hustle fam, if you smell something burning, it's getting dark, see? I'm getting, it's getting dreary. If you smell something burning, it's only your desire. I am here with my man, Evan Shelley. Evan Shelley, Truck Parking Club. Thank you very much for joining us, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. We are out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.